Technology, is that it? Technology for the 21st century. IT teachers are educators who share their knowledge of integrating technology into the classroom. With nearly 30 years of combined service in the teaching trenches, Alicia and Haley tell it how it is and keep you up to date with the latest trends, what works, and how to find the most success with specific technology in the classroom. They're not just talking heads. Alicia and Haley are in their schools every day and want to help you put the A in tech. Welcome to the IT Teachers Podcast, where we put the A in tech. I'm Alicia. And I'm Haley. And does anyone ever really know why we put the A in tech? Oh, geez. I hope they do. Tech with an A is teach. teach. (laughs) Today, we are going to talk to you about Google Docs. One of my favorite things. It's awesome, especially for English teachers. But we also have a very special surprise for you math teachers out there. Yay. And I'm looking at it right now. And it's dealing with equations. So if you want to, if you're available to have Google Docs open while we're talking to you, you can check this stuff out. would be a good day to have that that application right open on your screen so that you can look at what we're talking about. We have it up. uh, We're going to talk about some of the new updates, how to find those updates, what awesome, awesome updates there are especially for teachers, but this actually we were discussing earlier could be really applicable to the business world, Right. you know, depending on what you're using your Google Docs for, um, the ability to link up other Google Docs, and especially for teachers and people who work with a lot of different files, putting those Docs right into one sort of cohesive index. Yes, so we're going to just take you through some of the things that are have been newly added in Google Docs. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are pageless docs, citations, adding watermarks, adding emoji reactions. That's awesome. Yes. Something called building blocks. We'll explain. And something that's an oldie but goodie and we thought we should point it out, which is voice typing, which is awesome for students of all ages and abilities and a special thing for you math teachers shout out to the math departments this is for you we are going to first start off with one of the best features i think new feature and when we googled it to see kind of what was going on with pageless docs uh google says that they've been working on it for a tremendous amount of time to make sure that there's no glitches so the pageless format allows you to remove the boundaries of a page to create an infinite surface to work on. It's really a neat thing, pageless, to to just have a whole – it's like having a canvas. Right. It's like having a whole blank workspace for your students on a Google Doc. There are no page breaks. Images will adjust to your screen size, and wide tables are viewable um, by scrolling to the left and right. So, like, line breaks for text will adjust to the screen size – as you zoom in and out. Right, and it puts in an, an automatic uh, sliding bar. Yes. Up and both up and down. So you you can navigate through the whole pageless dock without having to have any sort of page breaks, like Alicia just said. I, s- s- almost looking like a web page. Right. 
for your kids. It's awesome. I have been using it when students are taking notes in a topic tracker or something that I have a table Mm -hmm. for. And what oftentimes the students struggle with is when a table breaks in the middle of a page. Yeah. So it will look fine when I give them a document, but then once they start typing in it and the table gets bigger, it will mess up their ability to see. It bumps down right. the bottom part. Like, and then, oh, I didn't see that question. on right. the, Yeah. Or they're saying, what does this go to? And, and yeah. it seems so simple to us. I, I'll just say, well, the the question was on the, the page above it. But right. because you typed in, now it's, you know, it doesn't look like it did before. And then they'll say, oh, or like they won't answer those questions because they won't see it or whatever the case may be. But this is completely going to eliminate that problem. Um, I've also been using it for, you know, students are taking um, notes during a movie or something so that they can just easily see all of their concepts that they've been filling in as they're doing their viewing guide right there. And I also noticed like when you put pictures into it, um, a lot of times if you're on a you know, not on the pageless format, your pictures because of the size go sort of in a column, but right. now you can kind of put them in, into a row and you can put pictures next to each other. So for, especially if I'm thinking for like my ESOL kids, if I wanted to group pictures, it would be easier to put them online so that they can see similar images. Right. It, it's really awesome. Yeah. And again, we're so page, we're so paperless mm-hmm. that having pages separating students' ability to yeah. see things, it's just really antiquated way to to do any kind of work so kudos to you google pageless docs is amazing and if you are thinking about using this the way that you get there to make your doc pageless is by going to file page setup and then you'll see the window open and there's either the option for pages or page lists you can change the background color right in there and then you select, select OK. You can also set page list to be your default. So if, you, if you're if you like, to heck with pages, I never print anything out, you could just have that be your default setting. Now, if you were to print, you, there, you, you can print the page right. list, and it will format it for you it and whatnot. It will stick it into a page. But of yeah. course, you'll have to realize that it's not going to be perfect. Right. So you might have to do some finagling with it. The other thing that you can't do with the page list is have a header. So if you had a page, a paged doc with a header and you changed the format to page list, it will take your header away. So you probably don't want to do any kind of, um, uh, you know, essays using page lists. Right. Unless it's some kind of informational, you know, right. booklet or something like that. But right. a formal essay where you're putting a header with, you know, your page numbers, that would want to be. Yeah, you know. a traditional essay you would not have in Pageless. So this is like a working document. Yeah. All right. So within whether or not you go Pageless or you use your pages, um, these are other tools that Google has given to us right. uh, that are new, the citations. So yes. Haley. So not too recently, but pretty recently, Google has added the option for us to include citations right in the document. This has been awesome for my students. They're oftentimes trying to use like third-party sources 
bib, easy bib or they're using noodle tools and then they're trying to toggle in and out to cite their sources and it just gets kind of cumbersome and everything's all over the place for them. And again, you know, the tech should not be an extra thing for the students to do. If you're using it right and you're integrating it correctly, it should just be like a natural flow of their of their learning and of their work or their writing. So in order to get to citations, you go to tools and click citations. And over in the right-hand toolbar will pop up with citations and it will ask you what kind of citations will you be using? Will you be using MLA, APA, or Chicago? Or Chicago? And if you, we use MLA in our school. What do you use, Alicia? MLA. So when you're doing MLA, so you leave MLA, it's the first defaulted, and then you click add citation source. And then it asks you, how is it accessed? Print, website, or online database. And let's say we click print. You can search with an ISBN or you can cite manually. And you enter in the author information, the first and last. Um, it asks you if it's a corporation or organization, if there are any contributors. So if there's a couple of authors, you can click add a contributor, type the title, the publisher, all the good stuff that you need for a works cited page, and then you click add citation source. And this is going to do two things, which is pretty awesome. The first thing it's going to do is allow you to add in-text citations. So if you have students using in-text citations and they have a bunch of different texts or even if they're only using one text so like let's say they're reading night and you they're constantly adding in quotes from night it will if you click cite after a sentence for instance that they have just quoted mm -hmm. it will add in the parenthetical citation right there oh wow it will add in Wiesel and then they'll put the page it'll put a a number sign or a hashtag whatever you call it oh. and then all the students need to do is replace that hashtag or the page number with the page number right right and what's really neat is if you like hover over the number sign it will tell you add page number here so it helps oh, the students to remember what to do right right my students never seem to remember exactly what to do no and they <laughs> just don't like typing the author's last name there right. for some, they just want to put the page number so now they don't have to they can just literally click cite and if you have multiple then they just need to pick which author they're they're quoting for that particular citation it also will compile works cited page for them that's great. That's great. So that's so that's under tools and then citations. Right. So let's talk about the watermark. So as you know, watermarks are new to Google Docs. And I know that you could do them in Microsoft Word. We were talking about this prior right. to... A draft. Um, right. So now if you go to insert watermark, you can either have a watermark of an image or watermark of text and all the t different um, fonts that Google offers are there. You can change the transparency, you can have it written diagonally or horizontally, you can uh, change the the sizing, etc, etc. And so if you're working in a draft, you don't want anyone to, f you know, finalize it yet, you can just put that watermark on there. So that's always a nice option, too, if you're working on something or even if you want to identify that it is a draft 
and talk to your students about that. They may be able to add their watermark as well to show you that that's um, still in, in draft form. Right. Uh, and of course, you can also add in a picture. So depending on what you're doing or what age students you have, maybe it might be fun to have a little watermark of an image in there and it just automatically will search your documents or you can or your images or you can upload from your computer or whatever you're doing. It's super easy to add a picture in there. That's neat. And even even on my computer, it says new in, in a little blue box. Right. It says new. So when I go to insert watermark, you know, it's something new. And, you know, we like new. We love new. You're also, if you like something new, Alicia, you're going to love the emoji reactions. Yes. Yes. So instead of making a comment now when you're looking at Google Docs, to a student, you know, you'd have to do control alt M and then make the comment or you, you know, the right click and make the comment and then you could just put a little smiley face in there. Now you can just do a quick emoji reaction to something that the students write. And it's you it's again, it's a nice way to do some informal feedback and say you're reading a poem or something that a student wrote and you don't want to say any you don't want to say anything but maybe it's just a cute little part that made you smile you can just do an emoji reaction of a smiley face that's cool that's cool and students can emoji react as well so if you go to insert and then you'll see add emoji reaction as you scroll down it's where under link comment add emoji reaction again that has new near it in blue Um, And that's something that's another way, just another way to communicate, another way, you know, adding that sort of, you know, layer of of emoji and 21st century kind of communication to the Google Docs. And they're really, really cool images, the pictures. It's not like you're copying and pasting emojis from like Emojipedia or something. You know, they're really, it's a neat built in tool. Right. Next Next, this is interesting. So building blocks. All right, right, let's talk about this. So if you go to insert, insert, and then you'll see building blocks and then an arrow and you'll see two things there. You'll see meeting notes and email drafts. So we're going to talk about each of these two things. So it's under insert building blocks and you'll see meeting notes and email drafts. So which, well, let's talk about meeting notes first. Right. So meeting notes pops up first. And if you decide to click meeting notes, it's going to search your calendar for any meetings that you have upcoming. And then you go and click the meeting that you're interested in taking the meeting notes for. And it sets up right there for you in this Google Doc, your meeting notes. It includes attendees, notes, and then action items. And it puts it all in a bulleted list. And once you're done with it, or when you start typing in it, it asks you if you want to add it to your calendar right there. And it will update your calendar meeting information with the information that you're typing in the doc at the time. So everyone who is invited on that calendar invite can see your meeting notes. And we're talking about why this might be good. And of course, it would be awesome in the business world. But also think about grade level teams. Think about your your setting up some kind of ACT meeting or a PLN or you're in a PPT or you're a guidance counselor. Or you're an administrator. administrator. Our administrator has to always share their meeting notes with us. This is a great way to just put that right there. It eliminates the email. Right. And, and then you can also look back on that meeting date and say, geez, what did we do? And it's all right in there 
perfect. Yeah. Right. A link right to that Google Doc. It's really neat. Yes. So it just saves you time when you're doing any kind of note taking for a meeting. And again, it sets it all up the template of the attendees, the notes, and then action items. Yeah. So that's neat. And then the other neat thing in there, so under building blocks, is the option to create an email draft. This is neat. Now, we actually, um, a couple weeks ago, someone in our department said, hey, let's all write a quick email recommending so-and-so as, uh, you know, a new administrator or something like, you know, we were essentially going to compile a list of all of the wonderful qualities of this individual. So we did that in a Google Doc. But now what you can do is you can actually click on building blocks, email draft, and you can write that email and then click. You'll notice if you if you click email draft, there's an option and it's a blue M in the top left corner where when you click that, it goes right into your email. So whoever clicks that can transport that into a Gmail. Right. So consider, you know, if you're on a team in middle school or even, you know, sometimes freshmen in high school are on teams with their um, different interdisciplinary teachers. So let's say you're writing an email to parents for your team and you all want to collaborate on the email. It's kind of hard to do that without using this option or you would have to write it in a Google Doc and then transfer, you know, copy and paste it into a a G, uh, a Gmail, Gmail, and email, then email yeah. it out. But now you can all collaborate on it in one place. Add your BCCs. You can add your CCs. Your subject people can take control of this in your shared Google Doc. You can also make sure you know that you're changing the fonts or adding anything in here. It's just a lot easier to work in a doc than it is in an email. Right. And I always am so nervous about accidentally sending the email before I'm done writing. Yes, Who yes. Who hasn't done that. Yeah. Um, so this kind of eliminates that whole situation and it allows for really collaboration. easy collaboration, yeah. which we love. So awesome job. And it's not like you have, and it's not like you have to copy and paste it into the, you just click the M and it puts it, you know, whoever, so if I wanted you to send the email, you click the M. It right. puts it into your email. So it's right. pretty, pretty neat. Or the other thing is, everybody say we have 10 freshman teachers. We can all have that, and then we can put that right into our emails. So this right. way here, we're not copying and pasting or forwarding and all this stuff. So it's kind right. of really neat. Check it out. So check out Building Blocks, Meeting Notes, and that will sync right in with the calendar. Uh, really making it easy for especially administrators, department heads, people who set up meetings. Uh, you know, someone else can certainly type in there, but at least that that is just a really easy way to keep things in one place. And then your email draft for collaboration and communication. So really cool building blocks tools there. Um, right. All right. And I was also thinking, as far as you were thinking, I was also thinking, as far as organization is concerned, you can have all of your parent email communications in, you know, your Google Docs. So you can have beginning of the year email, you know, and all of those things are easily updated in Google Docs instead of trying to manipulate them within Gmail. Right. Where's my email that year I send? After year. Right. Yeah. I usually send this one out, you yeah. know, third quarter, you know, but yeah. it's all right there. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Yep. 
Um, I'm also thinking, I know, can oh, you believe it? Yeah. We have many different intervention teams at our school. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a group of teachers sitting around, you know, how, how are they, who are they emailing as far as parents and mm-hmm. who's getting involved with uh, the different kids that need help. So right. again, that would be a really easy way to shoot out an email that everyone gets to put their input in. Right. So maybe guidance can write, you know, from, from Miss H., this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm seeing. And you right. don't have to talk yes. about it. Not one yes. person has to be the scribe, but everybody can be putting their input in there and then that gets sent off. Right. A lot of times. Especially now with, um, d- there are still students that are home um, that are choosing to work from home, whatever the case may be. If there's a, you know, God forbid, a, an expulsion or something like that. You know, being able to communicate collaboratively with all the teachers on that one email to send that home to the student is really helpful. Yes. Okay. So, excellent. Thank you, Google. We're enjoying those things. I would like to get to the math teachers, but I know you want to talk about voice typing. All right, all right. You math teachers, hold on to your horses. (laughs) Hold on to your equilateral triangles. Yeah, don't even try. Don't even try. So, again... Oldie but goodie, voice typing. If you don't use it or if you are if you don't encourage your students to use it or you didn't even know it was there, the Google Docs built-in voice typing tool is pretty darn good. It, you know, voice typing has come a long way since... Mm-hmm. Dragon diction. Dragon, yeah. Dragon naturally speaking pro I yep. can remember yep. using with my little microphone thing. But mm-hmm. now, no matter what device you're on, the Google Chromebooks or a MacBook or whatever you're on, the voice typing works great. And you just go to tools and click voice typing. A little microphone pops up. It says click to speak and then you can speak. What's very cool about it is you can change your language. That's really cool. So you can speak in your native language and then you can it will, you know, write it all out and then you can go into translate document and also in tools and it can translate it into whatever language you want to translate it into. So if you're a parent, a parent, if you're a teacher who has parents who are not English speaking, mm-hmm. you know, they can do this back and forth with you and it's just one more way to to help everybody. Yeah. Also, students who aren't great typers kid who breaks his hand or something you yes, know oh, i can't yes. type today well yeah you can because you can just turn on your voice typing yeah feature. that's awesome and especially for again yes esl esol teachers you know i have so many students of different probably about um i don't know i would say about seven different languages in my class that's awesome yeah and and you know the other thing is if students want to practice their diction in english they can t- talk into this, and yeah. if it's not picking up, then maybe they have to work a little bit on their pronunciation. Yeah, they have to put some like more emphasis test. on the syllables. Right, they're putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllables. Yeah. So, absolutely, so get off your emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> so All right, that's the oldie book. Okay, dun, Alicia, dun, dun, dun. the math teachers. The math teachers. We love you guys and gals, and we think this is really cool. So, Haley, we go to insert. We go to. Hang on, hold the phone. Insert. No, we go to equation. View. No, no, we okay. go to view. Oh. And I want to just talk about a couple things with view. Uh, of course, we have our Moses. This 
changed a little bit to the way that it looks but we have the mode so you can view of course you know google docs as editing suggesting and viewing modes that's totally nothing new but right. you can have the text width change just fyi which i really like and it's kind of in the same path as the idea of having the page list document but you can change from narrow medium and wide text width mm-hmm. so that's how much the text is taking up the page and the very cool thing that we're going to talk about is show equation toolbar okay show equation toolbar is going to give you a small toolbar underneath the undo button you'll notice it comes up here and you can click new equation okay and then once you click new equation it will give you options so your options are um, Greek letters miscellaneous operations relations math operations and arrows so this will allow you to insert any kind of symbols that you would use. In, I don't even know what a quarter of these are, to be right. honest with you. Yeah. But I'm sure you math people out there do and appreciate having that equation toolbar up there. And yeah. so if you're thinking, oh, Google Docs just isn't for me, if you're interested in writing your own problems for your students or you want students to show their work, perhaps, you can have them use a Google Doc super easy. Of course, you can always go to insert equation and that will also give you the same options right will that bring up that toolbar yes insert equal okay so insert equation is another way to bring up that same toolbar right okay but it's all right there and it's easy peasy to use again you just click that you can either find go to view show equation toolbar see the difference is if you Click right. view equation toolbar will always it'll be keep there. it there right, right right and you might want to keep it there as a, so as you're as you're te- perhaps typing up your test you can add your text and then you always have that toolbar right there whereas if you put insert an equation it's just a quick equation right right um, but this this is really a neat neat thing for and again for you math teachers going pageless and being able to just run those equations you know, change the size. You can even make them wider and, and whatnot. Uh, really some cool options for right. you know, taking word, word processing to a whole new level here. Right, because I can imagine if you're doing a long math equation and it goes on to the next page, it could really kind of muddy up what you're trying to do when you're trying to scroll from one page to the next and work on the same equation. And then you're, you know, kind of all over the place. So that, again, that page list option is really key for so many things yeah I just want to just want to add that when you are in a pageless stock obviously you're not going to be able to use some of the features that you would use on a page because it's a different situation so as far as like creating your columns pay like we had talked about the headers and footers page numbers page breaks um, footnotes uh, and things like that so you know just be mindful that you're not using that page um, that page setup where it is sort of a printable idea right okay so i think we've covered some great new heck yeah new things with the google docs don't forget to check every once in a while those options up at the top to see if google has added anything new yeah google docs rocks yeah thanks google we love all your new updates keep them coming keep them coming 
Thank you for listening to the IT Teachers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.theitteachers.com to find support for your classroom. There, you can send us a message and join our PLN. We'd love to have you on our team. This episode is produced by the IT Teachers. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast player. Our theme song is by Infraction. 